Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Joe McGranahan. Hey, thank you. You're going to have to wait a minute. i got to call Big Lou here. <laughs> Love those commercials. He sounds like quite a guy. Welcome on board On The Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. We're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Our hotline number this morning, and it's that every Every morning is 570-743-9565, and you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236, but be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. And as I said at the outset, we all know that SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. With that comes the need for many great behind-the-scene employees. While they have many awesome technicians ready, willing, and able to serve you, they need even more just to make sure they can give you the kind of quality, quick service you deserve. They've been a busy dealership for 107 years, and they're planning on staying that way, folks. They're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body, frame, and alignment, and towing departments. Whether you're an experienced technician an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change. They would love to hear from you. Stop by in person or apply online at sunburymotors.com or call Todd at 286-7746. That's Todd at 286-7746. Well, you know, the Supreme Court on Monday appeared skeptical of a pair of laws in Texas and Florida that would regulate how large social media companies control content posted on their sites. During nearly four hours of arguments, several justices suggested that the laws violate the First Amendment because they infringe on the ability of companies like Facebook and YouTube to make decisions about the content that appears on their platforms. But at the same time, the justices expressed concern about the posture in which the company's challenge came to the court, suggesting that it could prevent them from weighing in on Florida's law in particular. Both laws were passed in the wake of the January 6, 2021 attacks on the U.S. Capitol in response to a belief that social media companies were censoring their users, especially those with conservative views. The laws contain provisions that limit the choices that social media companies can make make about which user-generated content to present to the public. And they also contain provisions that require social media platforms to provide individualized explanations to users about the platform's editorial choices. Two trade groups representing social media platforms went to the federal court to challenge the laws. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, Circuit rather, blocked Florida from enforcing most of the law, while the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 5th Circuit upheld the Texas law. The Texas law is not currently in effect, however, because in 2022, the Supreme Court barred the state from implementing it while the challenge continues. So here we are, another debate about free speech and whether or not social media companies have the right 
to limit what's presented on their platforms. Jake Tapper had an interesting conversation on uh, the lead with a guy named Matt um, Schleiss, who is the president and CEO of the Computer and Communications Industry Association, about this very topic, and it's very enlightening. This would change the internet as we know it if the states get what they want. That's right. This would dramatically change the landscape of the internet. We brought this suit to vindicate the First Amendment rights of websites to make editorial choices about what kinds of content is appropriate for their communities. And that's because it's through those decisions that websites deliver on the kind of experience and community that they've promised to us. And then along come Florida and Texas and say, no, we're going to decide. We're going to dictate what kind of content is appropriate. So people who watch the show know, we've talked about this before, Section 230, which is the federal immunity law for tech platforms engaging in content moderation. Texas uh, Section 230 basically says that just to give an example, Facebook is not responsible for what Nazis post on a site or on a post, um, and they can't be held liable for it. Uh, they try to do some content moderation, but they can't be liable. Some people just want to get rid of 230, which would really end a lot of social media sites. Now, today, Justice Amy Coney Barrett called Section 230 a landmine. Um, What's your take on it? You think you you are and and the social media companies you're in favor of Section 230. So Section 230 is a critical cornerstone to how websites moderate content. It gives them the flexibility to implement different policies and remove content and take action without the risk that those decisions will lead to liability. But this case here, this is a First Amendment case. It's about web, whether websites should have that discretion at all. And when Florida and Texas come along and say you have to disseminate all viewpoints, well, what does that mean? God bless America and death to America are both viewpoints. Websites don't want to treat that kind of content equally, and their users don't want that, mm -hmm. and their advertisers don't want that. In fact, I would have thought Florida and Texas don't want that either, but today in argument, I heard Texas tell the highest court in this land that websites under its law would have to treat pro-Al-Qaeda content the same way as anti-terrorist content. And frankly, that's madness. So let's talk about some of the content that gets into these, these areas, because I remember during the, the worst of the pandemic, uh, sometimes people would post something about COVID uh, and you know the government would be uh, offended by it or think it was wrong. Now, sometimes it was wrong. Other times it was just premature, and a lot of times there was censorship of that. Some of the stuff, for example, like whether or not COVID came from a lab leak uh, was just ahead of its time, actually. But people were worried, oh, well, that's you're, you're encouraging racism against Asian Americans, et cetera. Um, that gets into some of the tricky areas that we're talking about here, right? I mean, Al-Qaeda, that's easy enough to say, no Al-Qaeda. But what about stuff that like the government says, like this actually is damaging to the nation's uh, trust in our health institutions during a time of COVID? Well, first, let me say, if it was easy enough, it probably wouldn't have come up in oral argument today. But I think to your broader question, yeah, there's no question that websites have to make difficult decisions in real time about a nearly infinite number of subjects. And when they're making billions of decisions like that, not everyone is going to agree with every decision on every topic. 
But that's why we have a marketplace of ideas. Websites get to compete on the different kinds of policies they provide. Some have very free-flowing, loose policies about what kind of content's appropriate in their community. Others have very strict policies. Maybe they try and target one community for, or another. But the solution to this, if we think those decisions aren't, be made, aren't being made right, isn't to have the state come in and say, we don't like your editorial choices, so now you have to host Nazism. That's, that's just inappropriate. Is that inappropriate? You know, let's take a look at whether or not these uh, media companies, I mean, they may have the right now to moderate content under the Section 230, but who do we want deciding what is hate speech, what is good speech, what's acceptable speech, what's not acceptable? Who's going to draw that line? Is it going to be the media companies? We've already seen in some instances they drew the line and decided the conservative thought and comment was inappropriate. And just this week there's been a story, and I th it just goes back to what I've said on this program a number of times before, that, you know, people don't want to hear from people they disagree with in this country, and it's sad. In uh, Seattle, Washington, a comedy club canceled four comedians because the members of the Autonomous Zone, if you remember that from years back, complained about their them being conservatives or having conservative jokes or what they considered hate speech. You know, the thing about hate speech to me is if you don't want to hear it, don't listen to it. Uh, you could stand on a soapbox in this country and I guess preach almost anything you want to preach. That's the whole idea behind free speech. Now, I'll grant you there have got to be some limitations to it. We can't allow people to use the proverbial fire in a crowded theater, uh, yelling that and then scaring people half to death. But if uh, I think what our what the commentator there, the fellow from the uh, industry, made a good point, you know, that saying death to America and long live America are both opinions. You know, do you want to have room for both of them on public um, platforms like uh, social media platforms like uh, Facebook? Or do you want them making a decision that, no, you're not going to hear that death to America, only the good part. I think we have a real problem in this country if we don't allow free speech. If we identify it as being improper, if we identify it as being hurtful and harmful, then I think what we do is we don't listen to it. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to ban people from saying what they think. It gives us the opportunity to identify them, to know what they're, what's on their mind, and to make a decision for ourselves whether or not they are, um, you know, uh, idiot fringe or whether they have a valid point. And I seem to have an issue here with my phone thing. I'm not showing anybody on, Rob, so I don't know whether I can get a call on or not. You're on the mark. Stan from Danville. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Stan. On my computer's, <laughs> computer's not telling Modern me who's technology. on. Modern technology. Yeah, it's not telling me who's on. i got to restart it. Go ahead. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, as far as social media networks, yeah, I mean, you can get on them, you can stay on them, you can get off of them. You know, I like to go on, and I will admit it freely, that I like to go on tro and troll certain people. Okay? Why? I do it all the time. You know, especially the leftists. You know, Joy Reid is a perfect target. She's one of the most racist persons on television, on the Internet, I've ever seen. So I'll troll her. And a lot of my stuff gets taken down because they call, they call it spam. I'm not really sure why. He just called spam. Well, have, and, you ever, have you ever been banned from Facebook or any of these social media platforms for your opinions? Yes. Yes, they've taken stuff down and they've and they've shut me down for a couple of days or a week or whatever because they said I they didn't like what I posted. I didn't post anything hateful. I posted the truth. You know, so whatever. So you just carry on and you go do something else for a while. 
But, you know, and you could tell that they allow this crap from, like, Joy Reid and some others all the time, but they will shut the other people down. So I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe we would just need to shut all social media down and carry on with our lives, right? Well, you look Wouldn't at that the, be the smart thing to do? You look at The View. I know there are some people who think that's just a wonderful program, and other people think those women are... <laughs> vindictive and horrible. I don't like their comments. I don't like their attitude. So you know what I don't do? I don't watch them. Watch it. Right. I mean, I just don't watch it. But I don't want to take them off the air. I don't want to stop them from doing what they're doing. It's their right in a country that, that values free speech. But, you know, they're also, on the other hand, now they, they've been, weren't they the outfit? Uh, well, wasn't it Whoopi Goldberg who said, or I forget who it was, if you see somebody out having dinner, interrupt them. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was somebody else. No, that was, that was Maxine, Maxine Waters, Waters, the okay. member of Congress. Right, okay. Told them that, to do that, yeah. So, if you're, so not, yeah. if you're not encouraging people to take some kind of aggressive or violent action, if mm -hmm. all you're doing is expressing your opinion, mm -hmm. then I don't see how we stop that from happening in this country. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I don't, I don't threaten anybody. I know better, but I do express my opinion, and it's opinion that the most of the people on, on those specific uh, sites don't, or uh, profiles, or you know, whatever you call them, don't like. You know, Joy Reid is a good example. I will put her out there all the time. I consider her a racist person. Very. If it ain't black, it doesn't matter, and you're all racist if you don't agree with her. It's just the way it is. All you got to do is listen to her. Well, you obviously and, do listen to her. Well, no, I don't watch her on TV, okay? But <laughs> I don't watch any news on TV. I don't have time for it. Never home to watch it. But I do get on her uh, profile on Instagram. And, and and this stuff comes up on my feed, so some of it I just bypass. Other times I'll listen a little bit. But you can always tell she's, she's a hateful person if you're not black, okay? She's very hateful. Well, you know, unless you 100% agree with her, then I guess you're okay. Well, I've heard her so, opinions from time to time, and they seem off the wall to me, but, you know, I'm a conservative Republican, and I'm sure she's not. Well, definitely not. She, more, she leans more to the radical Marxist line of things. You know, she, she recently she posted on there about, uh, you know, Tuberville, you know, the senator from Alabama Tom said Tuberville, that yeah. somebody talked to him about the I, uh, I, was it I, in vitro fertilization, IFV or whatever it is. Right. Uh, about, you know, and he says, well, we need more kids. Okay. So she went off on a tirade about that. Oh, we need more kids, but the Republicans want to stop all these illegals from coming across the border. Ain't the same thing. No, I But that was her analogy for it. Well, you know, she's entitled to her opinion, but did she change? She didn't change your mind. Oh no! No, and and I don't know how many of these people actually change anybody's mind. I mean, people standing on a street corner in in uh, downtown Sunbury with signs that say "End Immigration." doesn't change my mind. I thought it should have been illegal immigration should have been ended a long time ago. But, you know, they're entitled to stand there with their, provided they have a permit. I grant you those guys didn't have a permit. But, you know, I don't see any harm in that. It's speech. It's free speech. I don't want to stop it. I'd rather know where these folks are coming from than have them hide in the background, you know, and then uh, decide that they're not, they're being marginalized and then to decide to take some aggressive action. Let them speak. Well, yeah, I agree with you. And the guys that were in Sunbury, I'd really like to know where they actually did come from and who they actually were. 
were they actually the neo-Nazis or the white supremacists that people claim they were, or were they plants trying to raise problems? But either either, know. either way, they have the right to stand in that street corner. You know, we have a right to determine for ourselves yeah. whether or not their motives were just and honest or whether they were dishonest. Well, right. I agree. But, you know, if, if they were portraying something they weren't, well, that's being totally dishonest, and they're trying to fuel more hatred and division. Well, and that's a problem. Okay. Yeah, that is a problem. But if you ferment hatred and division, if you're not if you're not predisposed to believing the kinds of things those people are saying, they aren't going to change your mind. I mean, I I I looked back at Hitler. You know, he mesmerized an entire country. But how did he do it? It didn't happen all at once. It was over a long period of time where he did some wonderful things for the for Germany. He built, built their their economy back up. He got them out of the Versailles Treaty. And, you know, he did some positive mm-hmm. things for his country. But then, on the other hand, he started subverting that good stuff by working in the bad stuff. And that's what we have to be yeah. vigilant for. But unless we can analyze it and see it and hear it, you know, and and take a close look at it, it stands a good chance of being successful. But I like sort of like Mussolini. But Joe, you you just said something. You said he memorized mesmerized, mesmerized a whole nation in yes, Germany. Yes, he did. He did. Do you really? Do you really think everybody in Germany agreed with him? No, but enough exactly. people. Enough people that were, he got got they got what he wanted. <laughs> Well, yeah, but he, they were fearful, the ones that disagree with him, if they say anything, I guess it would take them away never be seen again. Yeah, well, after the war, you couldn't find a Nazi in the in Germany. They all resisted. Right, yeah, they all, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and Italy with Mussolini was the same way. Made the trains run on time, and people loved it for a while until they hung them. Well, yeah, right. all right. He he really he went off the deep end at the end, and he started following. Right. If he hadn't deported the Jews from Rome and done that kind of thing, I don't know that they would have hung him. But the Italians had more common sense than the Germans during those years. Uh, evidently, but you know, that's, we'll give you, I, I I fear that we're not learning from our past, and it's it seems that we're repeating this stuff. Well, I can't disagree with you there, but I still think that free speech is free speech, and we need to hear what people have to say. And if we don't like it, you know, we we do what people in Sunbury did, form your own countergroup and oh. go and oh. express your opinion. That's what the American way is. We'll give you the last word. And the, ulti- the ultimate free speech happened there in D.C., I believe it was Saturday or Sunday, when that Air Force uh, soldier, or, you know, Set him whatever he was, fire. I don't know, yeah, yeah, when, he, when he lit himself ablaze. Well, that's a did, tragic... did you see any of that video? No, I didn't want to see it. I saw okay, enough of that. Okay, well, they, they, most of it's blocked out. All you can see is the flame coming around. But what they showed before the flyer fire lit was he dumped the gas over his head, and then he tried to light it, and he was having a hard time. His lighter didn't want to work. Okay. To me, that would have been a sign that maybe I should stop right now. Yeah, right. But he didn't stop. He lit himself ablaze. Well, and, and, uh, and, and the interesting part was... The guy, I believe it's probably an Israeli security guard at the embassy, was in there, can I help you, sir? Can I help you, sir? And then you hear him fire, man on fire, or something like that. And then there's a cop standing outside with a gun pointed out and told him to get, yell at him to get on the ground. Well, when the monks did it during the Vietnam War, it didn't change anything, and this isn't going to change anything either. It's just a sad case of a guy with a mental break, in my opinion. You know, there's other ways to protest. Hey, listen, we got to move on, Stan. Thanks so much for calling. All right, Jim, you're on the mark this morning from Shemokin Dam. Hello, Jim? 
Jim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, well you're... just listen to your first guest there. It sounds like he needs to get a life and get off of being just making fun of people, trolling people, as he says so. Because if you look at, they have a problem with children, teenagers that are getting bullied, committing suicide. You got people getting involved in our elections from foreign countries through social media. Those, nobody's trolling and doing anything to stop it. Now we got Elon Musk, I guess he thinks he's a genius and everything. He thinks he tells senators not to vote for any aid for Ukraine. Don't I must because don't defend democracy. So I don't know what his gag is. I guess he's getting paid by Putin too, just like Trump is and the Republicans in Congress because they won't vote to save democracy. Okay, Jim, uh, you, you easiest have... thing to understand about voting aid to Ukraine, military aid. Seventy-five percent of the money that we send there gets generated in income back in the United States by developing new, better equipment, missiles, rockets, and getting rid of our old ammunition that we hardly even use anymore. But Jim, I don't you... understand what's going on, but I just don't get on social media to troll people. That's not my life. I think people need to get something else to do with themselves. But Jim, you make now a, we find you, Jim, out you make a over good... 75% <laughs> of the people that complain about Joe Biden's age and the way he talks they don't complain about Trump as much because the Russian bots are generating these complaints. May I ask you a question, so just, Jim? May I ask you a question? You brought up a good point at the beginning about some things that are pretty terrible, kids being troll or being, uh, you know, bullied on social media platforms and things like that. But the question I have for you is who makes the decision about what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable? Because we're not always going to agree. I mean, I may accept something that you find terrible. So who's going to make that decision for these social media companies? A bot or an algorithm or as a human being going to sit there and what is that political person? What is the political direction of that person? Well, all I know is I disagree with you saying that there should be no control over this. Social media is completely out of control. In 10 years, I can't imagine what AI is going to do. I can't imagine what AI is going to do because you're already seeing stuff and it's whatever's going on is out of control. So how do you stop it? You got to put some kind of controls on it because it's only going to get exponentially worse year after year now that AI is involved. Okay, I agree but with you. There've got to be some controls. If you want to protect innocent people from being trolled or being being influenced by foreign governments like China, North Korea, Iran, Russia, all this stuff that they're pumping into American people's brains, and people are just so addicted to these social media sites, why not stop this stuff? Okay, I, I can't disagree with what you're saying. There have to, I agree with you, there have to be limitations on it, but my question is, who determines what those limitations are? There are probably well, you're some... you're going to have to use AI, you're going to have to use human interference and everything else. Let's go to something else. I just heard Donald Trump wants to put 10% tariff on everything coming into this country. Can you give me a simple explanation of what you think a tariff is? Well, a tariff is a fee that you charge companies to import businesses to import their products or countries to import their products into the United States. Sometimes it's been successful, sometimes it's failed. Usually most economists disagree with it because they favor a free and open marketplace. It certainly isn't that yeah, if you put them on. Really the basic question is, 
it's an excise tax. For everything that you can't buy in America, Trump wants to put 10% tax on that. Well, if you buy something for $1,000, it'll now be $1,100. He keeps saying he's getting the money. Well, he's not getting the money. People are paying more money and sending it to wherever they're buying their products from. Well, let me ask you... You realize Trump almost destroyed the industry or farming industry and agriculture when he put a big surcharge on soybeans and corn to China just to try to force a deal with the trade deal. What it happened to do, China signed a big deal. I'll buy 100 million tons of soybeans at such and such. And then they decided, well, they'd buy maybe 20% of it, and they went to somewhere else that was cheaper, like Brazil. All right, but Jim, you're looking at it. Somehow, $30 billion to pay the farmers for the disaster he created with our agricultural and trade agreement. i got to learn not to take a breath. I don't believe in tariffs. Unless right. you're trying to save our steel industry or something like that. Okay, but. Jim, Jim, let's wait a second. You're looking at it as a tariff, but I think a lot of people look at these uh, look at these things as an incentive to get um, protect American businesses that are doing the same thing to prevent companies from dumping their products here in the country at low prices so that they drive American businesses out of business. I think that's what they're trying to do in many instances, and if Trump's trying to stop that, more power to him. Well, how did he make out? What did he? What did Trump save in his four years, or what kind of manufacturing jobs did he bring to America? Unfortunately, he didn't have a chance to finish. Just like people are saying now, oh, Joe Biden needs to finish the job. Unfortunately, he didn't save nothing. He didn't save the auto industry. He didn't save the coal industry, and whatever that oil industry was during his his whole shutdown for COVID. We ended up losing refineries over it because the prices got so low because nobody was buying nothing and the country wasn't moving. So in general, every one of his tariffs that I know of created more disaster than anything and every every agreement that we had, which would have been good agreements originally, but because somebody else did them, like Obama, he hated him, he tore them up. And so, it, just like the Iran deal. We had them limited not to get a nuclear weapon, but it seems like they were under control. And they weren't doing what they're doing now. But all of a sudden, when he tore up the agreement, that was the end of that. Well, well I oh. just wanted to get your take on tariffs because I don't actually agree on 10% across the board tariffs on everything that comes into the, well, this I, country. I agree with you on that. Until I think we can get more <laughs> chips and stuff built here that Biden's trying to do. We're kind of stuck with what we've got. I agree with you. I don't keep jacking up the prices. That raises the price on every kind of electronic thing in the country, including cars and TVs and everything. I agree with you. But 10% is probably not good. i got to learn not to take a breath. Listen, I agree with you. 10% across the board is a bad idea. But I don't disagree that targeted tariffs are a good thing if they protect American industry and encourage American-built products. I think that's a good thing because that leads to American-built jobs. How does Trump get to lie to everybody and tell you China's paying us all this money in tariffs. Where, where is he collecting that? Well, right now he's not. That's another big lie that Trump gives the people to, to hate other countries. Okay, listen. I never met a guy that wanted to run this country with such a negative attitude in my life. He Jim. don't have a positive attitude <laughs> about nothing in this country. 
Jim, I'm sorry. Jim, I'm sorry. We we got to go. I have to take a break right now. But thanks for your comments and call. Always appreciate talking to you, Jim. Thanks so much. Five seven zero seven. Whoops, I did the wrong thing here. Okay, five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. And I accidentally cut our next caller off. I think I'm sorry. I was pressing the wrong button. Uh, caller, call back. I think it was. Uh, what was that? Oh, all right. Well, maybe I'll call back. Sorry about that. I was in the midst of taking a break, and I pressed the wrong button. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. We'll be right back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-859-3220. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 to 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you. Except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-859-3220. That's 800-859-3220 for a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with. Call Big Lou at 800-859-3220. 800-859-3220. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I can't believe tax season is here already. But look at all this info I have to enter. Phil's small accounting firm is growing in numbers. Why didn't I take that typing class in high school? A data entry specialist could really help him in a crunch. I got blisters on my fingers. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. We're brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company. We've been talking about the Supreme Court on Monday hearing arguments about a Texas and Florida law that would regulate how large social media companies control content posted on their sites. Should they have an obligation to stop what we consider or what they consider to be bad stuff like conservative opinions or as one of our callers said, uh, bullying young people? Or should free speech be allowed to flow in those sites? Our friend Tom says to fix free speech, we need to elect the orange maggot Jesus. He has vowed to shut down all forms of media that he doesn't agree with. Then maybe you orange Jesus lovers will be satisfied. Wah, wah, wah. Signed, Tom. Joe from Sunbury, Ooh. you're on the mark. Good morning. All right. Yeah, I called for a couple reasons. One being successful that uh, you could get a reason to get off the phone with Jim. That uh, seems to be successful. But other, uh, I'm not real familiar. Well, I was surprised Stan's way ahead of me on how to get around social media. I'm not uh, really involved in that. I don't know that much about it. So uh, I'm just going by that uh, brief interview that you gave, and I didn't hear a lot about the Supreme Court uh, hearing because of that I'm not real uh, close to that subject, but uh, it's a bit confusing for me. So uh, I'd have to really look at it and pay attention. But uh, was that an interview with Jake Tapper? And I don't know the other guy, but was it Tapper? Yes, or? it was Jake Tapper on the lead, and he was talking with a gentleman who was the computer and uh, president and CEO of the Computer and Communications Industry Association. And they were talking about this; these two challenges to the laws in Florida and Texas, right? That require that would require media companies to uh, allow all forms of speech on their platform, even if it was hate speech. Right. So uh, you had you had even talked about the, uh, the and the guy used two uh, extreme examples, I think, or at least one of uh, the idea of uh, there, there's. Uh, something out there that would say God bless America and then the other that would say death to America. Right. So an extreme uh, example like that, uh, you know, for quick uh, conclusions, that kind of helps out, but uh, I, I, what it, and it might be hard for us to discuss this because I think I'm on uh, the same line as you that, uh, and maybe that, uh, maybe I'm a little more with there shouldn't be any uh, uh restrictions, but uh, that's a different subject. But the other uh, example that Tapper was talking about, I don't know if you would be interested in playing it again, but he said, and I, I had, I wrote this down because I, my memory's not so good, but he said the, about the lab leak was not, you know, one, because they were taking that off, right? It was either a lab, do you believe it was a lab leak today, right, well, Joe, what, or what? a bat, just uh Help me out. What Jake and Tapper, you can play the part of progressive. What Jake Tapper said was that at that time it was banned, you know, it was considered to be offensive because it was, right. you know, uh, causing xenophobia against the Chinese. But then right. he said yeah. it actually turned out to be just ahead of its time. Right. Okay. That, that, I'm glad you read that because I didn't, and for the audience too. But do you think it was a, now what you know? from those years ago, what do you think? Was it a bat, or was it a lab leak, or even that you don't know? Well, I, my, my guess is a lab leak, but over and above right. that, I think that they should have allowed people to express that opinion then without labeling right. them. Right, and, and that's what Jack, that, or that's what I have against Tapper is saying, how can the truth be ahead of its time is a question that I know that guy wasn't going to ask him, but how could that be? I'll ask you as a playing the part of the progressive today. Well, how can how can they 
How can the truth be ahead of its time? That's, that's Jake Tapper off the cuff saying the lab leak, which was integral to Donald Trump, right? No, 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 all the, no, it was China. It was a lab leak. It wasn't, and go ahead, uh, you know, I, and I'd like to say something else then. Well, go ahead and say it. I, you know, the well, only thing I can tell well, you is that I think. About the lab leak <laughs> is what I heard early on was, was a very uh, renowned professor say, or I don't even know what his title, and I don't even know him because he hardly, I hardly ever seen him after that, or I don't even know if I ever seen him after, but he said there'll be a way to tell if it was from a lab leak, man-made, or if it came from an animal, because it made all kinds of sense when he said it. If it goes through that animal, it'll have that animal's DNA in it, such as a bat or a pangolin, and then we'll be able to tell. And he didn't give a timeline how long, how long would that, that would take, but it took a long time to do the research and the DNA research, and then it took a long time to get through the filter of Fauci to, to get to the public and I believe it was a lab leak. I believed it. I believed then that we would find out definitely one way or the other because it is the science. There are some things that are scientifically proven, and I believe that it was scientifically proven that it was a lab leak, as Donald Trump said from the very beginning. And he tried to fight, and he was swimming upstream against Fauci and but the over, other people over... that were there, which uh, your uh, other caller said that Trump was there every day, you know, trying to you know, make it uh, known to the public. So, yeah, but over, I, I, I over and above that, Topper, over, I guess, that, Joe, over and above that, the uh, the real argument, I mean, whether it was true or whether it was untrue, is no, kind of, that's well, not, let me finish. No, it was, let me finish. Re- it was, maybe it's irrelevant. I don't know how you can even start a conversation well, like that. Well, let me start so go it. ahead, though. Okay, thanks. I really appreciate it. Listen, if whether or not it's true or untrue, the real issue is whether or not people should have been banned from saying it. If we have a free country, we have the right to put a marketplace of ideas out there on social media and let people comment on them. If they are convinced that this is a right idea, fine. If if they're not, fine again. Okay. But, you know, okay. to shut people up because they're saying something you don't want to hear or the government has decided you shouldn't hear is a problem with me. Right. And and I don't have no problem with a media entity, uh, I don't know, checking or banning or whatever, if they have that right. I'm not sure. There's like a loophole with uh, this that uh, some, like a newspaper, and you know more about uh, this subject maybe with uh, what uh, law they were talking about, C-130 or whatever it was. Section 230. Right, so you might know a little bit more, but there there are some entities that can and have opinions and others just have the facts, right, or whatever anybody wants to put out there as opinion, and it seems as though Facebook is an opinion. So back to something else that's more on the legal end of it is that Mark Zuckerberg afterwards had uh, had testified that... Look, Joe, we're going to have to give you the final 30 seconds because we have a break to take. Go ahead. All right, all right, thanks. That Zuckerberg testified that the FBI contacted him to take stuff down. Now, that's the problem that I have, that uh, the government at that level should right. not be involved in it if there's laws one way or the other but the FBI involving Twitter and making things for Twitter 
making it known that you're going to have a rough time with anything else that you do because we're the FBI. Okay. That, that is the real problem. Okay, thanks, Thank, thank you. Appreciate your call. I, I agree there have got to be some kind of controls. You cannot have someone come on and advocate someone else being harmed. You know, no argument about that. But I'm talking about the marketplace of ideas where someone has a thought. Uh, you know, Donald Trump was ridiculed for saying you ought to take ivermectin or whatever horse pill it was. I forget that he supposedly was promoting. People said it was a horse pill. People said it had been approved. That, that, that was free for debate. You know, you, could, you don't have to take it. He wasn't advocating that everybody be forced to take it. But, you know, yet he was criticized for that, and some of the media people wanted to ban him from saying it. All right, uh, Chris from Milton, hang on. We've got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more of On the Mark, 570-743-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. You got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favorite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it, love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favorite detectives only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to save money. When you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters, you'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. are back on the mark. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Chris from Milton, you've been very patient. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, you sort of have to decide what sort of pattern or what, what, what the social media is. 
uh, like newspapers, always had control of what they put in their paper. Sure. Uh, they didn't have to print your letter saying how wrong their editorial was or how wrong their facts or their reporter was. But and newspapers aren't set up, Chris, to be a two-way street and let, under their own rules. Uh, social media is a little bit different animal. Yes, it's a different animal, but private companies uh, and broadcast networks also work under certain rules and even had the equal time provision for some things. I don't think they did for ideas, though. If they wrote an editorial saying how wonderful patriotism was, they didn't have to give somebody equal time to say how destructive patriotism is. Well, if the, uh, I disagree with you. If, they, if it was under the form of something the station sponsored, like an editorial or a commercial they ran or political spot, uh, political spots are exempted if the candidate's on it. But yes, under the old fairness doctrine, the FCC, if we presented one side of something and the other side requested time, we had to make equal opportunities available to them. That and was the law. The first uh, and freedom of speech does not apply to private companies. Well, do you ever wonder why television stations stopped doing editorials? Years ago, they were always editorials on the TV. The local general manager would come on and pontificate. Then they found mm -hmm. out they had to give equal time to people who disagreed with that, and then they stopped yeah, doing so it. So if you said, uh, if you said uh, Nazis were bad, I guess somebody could call in and say they want five minutes to say why Nazis are good. Right. That's true. And then they didn't want to have that. But well, it's not clear what rules social media are working under. And the, the other thing that's to do with government interference, government always interfered with newspapers to a certain extent. If they knew somebody had gotten a hold of a copy of that, some information that they thought if it made public now, it was going to put uh, some of their operatives in other countries in danger, they try to convince the paper not to print it. But ultimately, the paper could print it with impunity. Yes. Because prior restraint is forbidden under our Constitution. Yes. But uh, what happens after prior restraint, I'm not sure uh, whether they're free of all liability if, for instance, the story's wrong or gets somebody killed. Well, that's I'm not sure exactly how that works. Run that it by depends me again. On who, who can be sued for what, because you can sue for anything, and who knows who will win. Well, for example, in broadcasting, if a political person is on a commercial, they can say whatever they want to, and we can't edit it, and we also are not liable for what state what's stated in a political commercial. But if we ran a spot on the air that said, I have invented a comb that cures cancer, we could be held accountable to prove the accuracy of that claim, and if we fail to prove it, we could be in trouble. But you don't have to put up every ad that you're given for a politician? Nope. Nope. That's what I thought. You don't have to. You can refuse. You can, but then again, there's another, there's a catch-22 involved there. If you deny, you if, if you deny free, free speech or a candidate the opportunity to be heard by the electorate, they have a right to file a complaint about that. So you typically, and is typically, inaccuracy a reason you can use? Nope. <laughs> is libel uh, 
We're not held liable for what a politician says. We can't be held liable for that. Can you hold a politician liable? Why would we want to? If we're not liable... I mean, can, can the person the politician's talking about hold, hold them liable? Yeah, but that's a civil the other suit. Yeah, liable. that's a civil suit between the two of them. That doesn't involve us. We'd probably be subpoenaed to provide the commercial and the number of times it aired and what the audience so says. So how does all this apply to uh, social media? Well, I don't know that it does. But I mean, the thing is, if you're saying that you have a platform and you're going to it, that platform is there to express ideas and opinions and then you limit the ideas and opinions that can be expressed without clearly stating the rules beforehand i think you've got a problem if you tell me this is if, I, if truth social i gather you're not on that that's donald trump's thing uh... you know if he would now at all uh, i'd like to be because uh, <laughs> that way i'd get the full range of ridiculousness stuff he's, he's pushing because some things he says on true social that he doesn't say otherwise. Okay, but I, what I'm saying to you is that if he banned people from coming on his site who had uh, alternate opinions and outright banned them, that would be a problem for me uh, because I don't think that that's fair. I think he does. Well, and then he's wrong. I think he does, but he couldn't do it on his government site. That's why he started his private site because his private site he could. No, he started his private site because he was thrown off of uh, X, or what was then Twitter. Well, that's his other public site, in a way. But, I, I, yeah, but he has, because they, they, X has, because his, his uh, two social, I'm pretty sure, bans people regularly. Well, I don't know that he does, but I don't, I'm not in favor of that, unless he says the only opinions expressed on this, on this platform shall be conservative opinions that I agree with. And if those are the rules he states at the beginning, fine. But you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to state any rules. Uh, well, I'm saying he should. If you're, if you're going to limit what my free speech is on your site, and you're right, it's a private company, he can do what he wants, but I would prefer that he tell me up front that I'm not allowed you to participate. You would prefer, but he doesn't have to. I think he should be required to. Uh, well, that, that's the law of a government imposition of, uh, on, on the company. Well, if you're in the market for free speech, I think you have a right. It's like product labels on food. They have to label every single ingredient in there, starting with the most down to the least of whatever's in it. You yeah, know, that's I, the law passed by Congress. All right, well, then I then think you're we're going to do a different matter. Hey, I'm going to have to give you the final 30 seconds because I've got to take my last break of the day, sir. Well, uh, I don't think uh, Trump, Trump's been against free speech a lot of times. He's, he, he wants to... He says he wants to throw reporters in jail. He says he wants to limit what the, they, can, they can write about him. He's, he said that. Now, I'm sure his followers will say, oh, he's just joking. Well, but they seem to only be the only ones with the magic wand that tells for sure when they're joking. And one other thing, quick, make it quick. I'd gotta, like you to ask Stan what he means about bullets and guns when he signs off with that sometimes. Will, you know I what I mean? I will do Is it. he threatening revolution like he has in the past? No, no, or he's just not. Or just saying, thinking that <laughs> there's going to be 
shooting in the streets, and he's predicting it. Hey, we got to go. Thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate your call as always. 570-743-9565. Take our final break of the day. We'll be back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Thirty-seven thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-seven thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com company. That's NetSuite.com company to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com company. Okay, welcome back on board. Cindy, you get the final word today. Good morning. You're on the mark. You know, where would we be if they had censored Thomas Paine? Back <laughs> in the time of the Revolution, he was a prominent author who spoke out in rebellion, in favor of rebellion. Or Patrick Henry, who preached rebellion from his pulpit. Where would we be but that those people exercised free speech, even though there were large portions of the population that didn't want to break away from the crown. Yeah, you're right. Can't so disagree. It, I, we make a terrible mistake when we refuse to allow the other side to be heard. And I agree with you, Joe. I, it, the, um, it's better to know what people are thinking and hear what they have to say than to silence them and then be surprised when they physically act out their anger. Amen. Cindy, call early tomorrow and we'll get, let you finish your thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, you waited till the end of the program because I'd like to hear the rest of what you had to say. Hey, thanks so much for being with us today. We're going to do it all again tomorrow. 570-743-9565 will be our hotline number. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK Sunbury.